I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is to take things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Why Are You Laughing? From the Vaulted Podcast Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Today, I'm pleased to introduce to you Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. So today, um, much like when we did the Patrice episode, uh, I think this is just an episode where we can kind of relax and talk about something we enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just kind of shoot the shit about it. And in reality, th- this is actually the topic that made me think about doing this podcast um, because it was the first thing I thought of when I was like, well, what's something uh, I'm interested in that not necessarily everyone knows about? Even people that like comedy might not know about this. I think if you're super into stand-up, you at least know what Tough Crowd is. Uh, maybe you didn't necessarily watch it as it was only on for two years, but I do think it was like, uh, you know, as much credit as uh, shows like Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony get for kind of creating podcasts. When you think about it, Tough Crowd was really the first podcast in the way we see a lot of podcasts today where it's comedians talking the way comedians talk about oh, yeah. news topics yeah. and things like that and, Oft- and being genuine. Yeah, oftentimes too, like sets of podcasts will be eerily similar to yeah. the <laughs> setup they had. It's yeah, true. very true. Um, so yeah, if you don't know what Tough Crowd is, Colin Quinn, who again, we're going to do a Colin Quinn episode at some point too, because I think he's uh, one, a of Renaissance the, man. one of the most one of the most underrated guys in stand-up history, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a genius and uh, he'd be on my... Mount Rushmore, I would say. Craig he's, probably thinks he doesn't do enough stand-up. But. He's a renaissance hey, man. I, a bunch of people agree with me on that. Yeah, a bunch of people are licking your asshole for some reason. <laughs> that people ne- that hate me, I'm sure. That never happens. <laughs> Everyone hates me. Um, so, uh, yeah, Tough Crowd originally was uh, the Colin Quinn show on NBC. Um, yeah. Lauren Michaels gave uh, Colin Quinn a break. A lot of people forget Colin was the Weekend Update weekend guy update. on SNL. I know. Like, people Norm. forget he followed Norm. Yeah. And... A lot of people said he wasn't like right in that role necessarily, which I can understand, but I could also see Colin being great at that. Mm-hmm. Like it does seem like something that was kind of I, I understand why Lauren put him in that position. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it does seem like it would fit him. Um he never really took off or got the notoriety the way Norm mm. and then people after did uh in that spot. Like it was kind of after Colin Weekend, and it, I guess it always was. Weekend Update was the premier spot on mm-hmm. SNL, all the way back to Chevy Chase, I guess. Oh, yeah. But yeah. for whatever reason, Colin never popped the same way. Um, it's because of probably how Norm left. Maybe, maybe yeah. that too, yeah. Um, but in uh, 2002, um, Lorne Michaels and, and uh, the powers that be at NBC gave him the Colin Quinn show, which only lasted three episodes, but he was able to uh, parlay that and kind of have something to show Comedy Central and be like, this is what we can do. And uh, he created Tough Crowd, which is actually, the original title was supposed to be Tough Room. That's what Colin wanted to call it. And uh, Comedy Central changed it for whatever reason. I don't know why such a minor change. But uh, when we were the Colin Quinn show on NBC, um, this is what uh, uh, an argument that Patrice and Colin got into. And uh, I just threw this in here because I thought it was interesting a, it kind of shows uh, this the dynamic on the show. Like this argument would have happened on the show. It t- like mm. shit like this came up on Tough Crowd, um, but also I think it shows like what Colin did 
for a lot of guys uh, that ended up on Tough Crowd, a lot of the comedians that were involved. Uh, it's a long, boring story. I'm too big to tell the social media. I'll give you the quick one. Ready? The quick one is, I bring these nobodies, truly, <laughs> onto NBC against, by the way, which cost that show, We do because I had to go against certain powers that be to get these, once again, no names on this show. When they wanted to go with a certain type of show, and I was like, no, these guys are hilarious. We hang out at the cellar. It's going to be great. We do three episodes on NBC. It was great. These guys get shit. I didn't even make that much money, but these guys got really shit money. So they expected, because like I said, amateurs in the business, we should have got paid big money. It's live television. So they get like, what, 2,000 a show, something like that. So they're like, well, we're supposed to go. So the one with the cellar one day, they stopped busting my balls, especially for trees, of course, the leader. <laughs> so yeah, they get into an argument about money. Uh, Patrice was kind of uh, leading the charge of like, "What the fuck, Colin? We're getting shafted." And Colin's saying like, "This is what do you want me to do? Like, you guys are nobodies." What they want, what they wanted Colin to do was have fucking Jerry Seinfeld on, mm. and, th and I think Seinfeld was on the first episode of Tough Crowd. And by the way, people forget. It's amazing that Tough Crowd didn't have more success. People forget uh, Lauren Michaels and Jerry Seinfeld were producers on Tough Crowd, mm -hmm. which is very weird to think about. Like Jerry in particular does not fit his. Yeah, uh, I did not know uh, he MO. was on. Yeah, does he? Didn't he produce Colin's last two? He produces specials? a lot of Colin's yeah. shit. I think all. I They're think like best yeah. friends now. They're he boys. They're boys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry gets in like pure. Pure. There are a lot of pure stand-ups <laughs> that Jerry just loves. Like he mm -hmm. zeroes in on and becomes kind of obsessed with. Like. Tom Papa's one of his guys. Yeah, Tom Papa. Colin Quinn. Now, like, Norman's one Norman's of his guys. Norman's the new one, yeah. Uh, Ryan Hamilton is one, I think. Uh, so if you fit a certain mold for whatever reason, although I don't think Colin quite does fit that. No. But anyways, um, so uh, Patrice and him get into it, and then uh, <laughs> they keep going. here. This is on uh, O&A, by the way. Turned into, it turned into, according to all the people at the table except Patrice, it turned into an uncomfortable kind of angry thing that he was going through. So after a while, I was like, all right, Not true. I go, shut up. Okay. So then Wanda speaks up for me. Wanda goes, you guys, you understand she basically pinned out, even though she wasn't a part of the show. Do you understand how him getting you no names on the show, probably how that uncomfortable was? So then you have the black man, black woman fight, which has been going on for hundreds of years, where it's like, you know, we work all day and you guys sit around and wait for us to go home and they're like, oh, fuck you, you know. They're like, they their own tension. They their own tension. So, hey guys, Colin is another great. That's really the reason I pulled this is to laugh at Colin's great lines and Patrice's anger at all of them. He's like one of the only people that can talk to Patrice like that. He's going to say, shut up. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, let's let's hear how this was resolved because I thought it was pretty funny. Finally, we set up a big, like one of those summit meetings, a big summit, me and Patrice. And my mother. Thank And his mom. And his mom. She was in the room. His mom shows up, thank God, because I was talking to somebody reasonable. And literally, <laughs> uh, she's sitting there explaining as she's done with every well-intentioned white teacher like my son. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's wrong with my son. He's just, you know, and I'm like, I know, I know, Mrs. O'Neill. And uh, <laughs> we have this big screaming match in my office. This is what I'm saying. I thought he was going to throw me out the window. He's literally hovering <laughs> over me. Minute, by the way. A giant <laughs> bear hovering yeah. over me. I think he's going to throw me out my window. You're like dangerous <laughs> mind. <laughs> I just thought it was a great story. And, uh, I mean, obviously they were able to uh, squash the beef eventually. But, uh, so that was the Colin Quinn show. And the premise of the Colin Quinn show was essentially the same as Tough Crowd. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea, if you've never seen the show, Colin Quinn's the host, and he has on uh, four other comedians. It was a rotating group where the regulars were uh, the nobodies that he was talking about. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, uh, Keith Robinson, 
Greg Giraldo and uh, Nick DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo. Were the rotating regulars. So you a given episode would have like two of those guys and then uh, you know that fan along along was that fan was one of them but then a long list of basically every other comedian in new york Dom uh, herrera julie, julie gold was on a lot Dom herrera uh mark marin yeah. atel louis burr bob kelly Chappelle was on episodes uh dennis leary i hate kevin to bring his name again kevin hart was on a bunk yeah. we're gonna play a kevin hart clip, wanda uh, sykes later. Wanda Sykes, every every comedian at the time, like I, so Sarah I was, Silverman too. Sarah Silverman, I yep. think, yeah. I think Sarah Silverman and Jerry were on the first episode Oof. with um, uh, Norton and Geraldo, I yeah. think. And, um, you, oh. I was gonna say the thing about this show too is uh, you don't find it anywhere. Like it's like such a real conversation about yeah. politics, completely, yeah. and they'll listen to each other, yeah, Com- completely. So it was a not only a real conversation, but like you would have extreme. Right vantage points, extreme left vantage points, very moderate um, opinions you don't hear. And I mean, just look at the cast. Like, Norton is pretty moderate, I would say. Yeah. Keith and Patrice lean towards more. It's hard to even put them in a a political box, but more like racially motivated. Yes. They bring up a lot of racial points and things like that. Um, Geraldo is definitely a liberal, and DePaulo is obviously a, <laughs> a conservative, a frothing conservative. DePaulo has a great line in the finale of Tough Crowd. He goes, uh, uh, "Well, I'd like to thank Colin for ruining my career because now the industry can't see me as anything other than Ty Cobb without the baseball skills." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so just in the just in the regulars, you have this difference of perspectives. Uh, and rate you have a, a Hispanic guy, a couple of black guys, a couple of white guys. Yeah. Um, but then in the you know rotating group of other guys, you had Marin and Louis and Judy Gold, who were huge oh. liberals. You have like Attell, who doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> about anything. Nihilist. Like you have a complete. <laughs> like it's just genuinely like now you hear yeah. a lot of talk about we need more of diversity. <laughs> we need more of an open conversation. You had it. That's what tough crowd was, and they couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah. <laughs> no one could fucking oh, handle it because they said mean things. Well, I was just going to say some of the savage beatings that happened on that show. Oh, well, we'll get to plenty oh, of those. Boy. We'll get to plenty of those. But yeah, so uh, yeah, they would basically talk about the news stories of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and at that time, it's funny to go back and watch old episodes. So, uh, by the way, I apologize for any sound quality issues. Mm. It's amazing. You would think... Our Lenny Bruce audio was clearer than yeah. the shit we have on Tough Crowd. Oh, I know. <laughs> Every I know. episode is on YouTube, but most in like awful, distorted, yeah, like staticky. Somebody filming their own TV with a camera. That's what, exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, or recording on VCR yeah. or whatever. Uh, a lot of a lot of them are clear, but a lot of them are yeah. dog shit. Um, but in all of them, Colin is leaning on his desk like the cool teacher. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, did I say this before on the show? DeRosa has a great uh, roast line about Colin Quinn. <laughs> Colin Quinn's specials now are about like history yeah. and the Constitution. And uh, DeRosa goes, uh, when did Colin Quinn become the substitute teacher that wants to make learning fun? <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, uh, and th- the other thing that made Tough Crowd great and unique is Colin, as you could hear in that clip, if you're not too familiar with Colin, he mumbles through everything. He can oh, ha- man, not understand him at the time. And the guests would mercilessly make fun of him. Like relentlessly make fun of him for his uh, weak British legs, <laughs> or, or his pasty skin, or his mumble mouth, or a joke that bombs. Whatever they would uh, they would make fun of him for it, and they would call out bombs uh, oh, yeah. when when people bombed and everything. And it was really 
a completely truly honest show. And um, Howard Stern, like so, Howard Stern gets the most credit for that, and we've learned what bullshit that is. Yeah, like we've learned that was all. I, I would say all of Howard Stern was an act where he had writers, things were set up, calls were fake, yeah. uh, things like that, where the, the wall was kind of pe- or the curtain was kind of peeled back on that. Um, Opie and Anthony get a lot of credit for being a very real show, and I think they were a lot yeah. more than Stern. But then you learn like Opie and Anthony hated each hated other each and never brought it up. Like it would bubble up to the surface once in a while, uh, but very rarely did they admit the seething anger they had for each other. Unless one of them was eating grapes or yogurt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this was this was always legitimate, and I think because you had that like rotating crew, it never got stale. Really, I think they were only on for two years. Yeah. Uh, but also, this was on. I should give a little more. Uh, uh, so people know. This was on after The Daily Show. This was the yeah. Colbert Report before the Colbert Report. It was in that time slot on four nights a week. And uh, try and remember, folks, at least they were replaced by Stephen Colbert, the character, and not what we have now. <laughs> they replaced, they <laughs> he replaced was funny. the most honest show with the least honest <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what clip is next, uh, Matt? This is the one uh, Leary versus Geraldo. Oh, yeah, so man. this I think this is an example. Keep in mind. Uh, Dennis Leary, big star at the time. Greg, Greg Giraldo, joke, joke thief, thief, as we've talked about. Uh, or no, we haven't, as we have not talked about yet. Don't reference it. Uh, <laughs> I bet I bet he's a joke thief. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it someday. <laughs> um, so uh, Geraldo's nobody at this point. And, you know, he kind of became the darling of Comedy Central because of Tough yeah. Crowd. But at yeah. this point, he's nobody. Um, and, but this is the honesty of the show where... Most other shows, if you have a celebrity or a big name on, uh, you kind of pay respect to that guy. You keep your mouth shut if you want to call him out on something. Kid gloves. Exactly. Kid gloves. Uh, this is, uh, I think the other two guys, it's Lenny Clark yeah, and uh, I think Sue Costello, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, Boston comedian. Can you imagine being an unsuspecting guest on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Oh boy. That's true. And I'm surprised, like, Lenny Clark stays out of the way of this. I think he just yeah. likes a good fight. <laughs> but uh, this is uh, Leary making a couple points and uh, Geraldo calling him out on it. Well, or maybe there's a nonviolent way to solve the whole North Korea thing. Good thinking. No, they're asking for, uh, well, there might be. They're asking for, uh, for what? There's a nonviolent way to, to solve a problem with a country that we hate that hates us. He's got weapons pointed at us. I don't think so. No, you're right. Like Russia, for example, that big Russian war. There are approaches. You have to be strong about it, but there are approaches. There are economic benefits that we're giving them in order to, for them to stop developing their weapons. I mean, I heard recently they agreed to stop, uh, stop building nukes if American women agree to get their nails done at least twice a week. <laughs> it's just something I read. That's a good point. This guy writes so many jokes before the show, it's not even he's funny. So Unbelievable. He's, he's, got a, he's got a pocket full of them. Yeah. They're uh, good ones. That's, that's, uh, no, that's not good. saying they're not good. I'm no. just saying. No. No. It was right there. That's right. kind of what we do here, Dennis. Yeah. comedy writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not coming back. You know, that's I'm, it. I'm not You're the guy in school that did all the homework and then asked if there was any more that needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. And if you would try a little comedy writing, maybe your show would still be on the air. Oh. <laughs> Pause for a second, man. So this is, this is uh, Geraldo. Making me happy. Geraldo is not pulling any punches. No. He's going to, and uh, I don't even really know. This is before Rescue Me. I'm not sure what Dennis yeah. Leary's show was that got canceled. Uh, the but Dennis it was, Leary show. It was right after that. Was it just called the Dennis Leary show? I think it Did was. he have Project Greenlight or some shit too? He had no. a few things. He had a few things yeah. uh, that, that man, maybe he's just referencing also, the. Also, Geraldo 
don't really think about this, is a Harvard trained lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget about Everyone super, forgets that. They're super like, smart guy. How is he guy? so smart? <laughs> uh, he's a fucking lawyer. He went to yeah. Harvard. Yeah. Incredibly intelligent guy, and that, so that's Dennis Leary's persona, kind of where like he's a man's man and he yeah. doesn't do any work, and he, Geraldo's a nerd, yeah, because he went to Harvard. <laughs> Geraldo's a square. Boy, did they switch it though? Leary yeah. had nothing. <laughs> yeah, and this is again. I mean, we talk about yeah, Bill a, Hicks in, had been dead for a while in a separate. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we'll talk yeah. about if in only, the future. If only Bill Hicks was there instead of Den uh, uh, Lenny Clark. Feeding <laughs> um, <laughs> them notes across the table. Yeah. So um, this say is his shit. The next segment. This is this is Leary. Like he's he's crazy famous. He has no comebacks for for what Geraldo's hitting him with, and so now it's kind of funny to watch Leary's reaction here. Oh. They tell me all the time. Yeah, she said the sanitation guys. They what they say it. about Dennis' they show? They love it. They said that Dennis' show should have never been taken off the air because it was the only, you know, sign yeah, of a real guy. Dennis' show. Did you ever have a show? No. no. Yes, he did. Moving on. He did have a show. Moving I was yeah. on the yeah. like to yeah. 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 show. Yeah. 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 This is a microcosm of why war will never end right here. He literally stood in between them. Um, you might want to tune back and see, you know, the little marks on people's faces, or you know, the little, the little hint of a scuffle that was broken up. Maybe my shirt will be ripped here. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, it's Colin trying to be a host and save the segment. <laughs> well, well, we'll edit out whatever you want. What a fucking humorless cunt. Yeah. Uh, completely. Where I, I don't know if you guys could hear it because uh, the audio is a little distorted and they're bleeping out curses and everything. But Leary's going, I'm really fucking pissed now. I'm yeah. really fucking yeah. And as Geraldo pointed out, like, you're just going to take a little shots at him and he's not going to, what, he's not going to say anything? Like, said, and, then he, and then he starts saying he's going to have Colin cut yeah, some shit out. Cut it out. Fuck you. Yeah, it's 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 wild that it shows you how like a non-comedian mentality yeah. versus, and we'll get into it a little more as the show goes on, but like there are certain guys that have literally an act. Like, it is yep. an act when they're on stage, so they don't have that personality when they're off stage. Right. And that is uh, very true. They're just not equipped to handle an environment like Tough Crowd that is brutal. Um, and I should have said at the beginning, the premise of Tough Crowd is, uh, like I said, the way people talk and everything, but the real premise of it is uh, the comedy seller table, basically. Yeah. Uh, so these are the guys, like Geraldo, Norton, Patrice, Keith, uh, you know, Rich Voss, Bobby Kelly, all these guys, Bill Burr. Um, they would hang around the comedy cellar table and just brutally bust each other's balls. Just eviscerate each other. And that's what, and, and then they would get into like political discussions. And while they were having that, they would fucking roast each other and like go, go back and forth between being silly and being serious and being funny. Um, and, uh, Colin said, I want to kind of capture that in a show. And that's the type of shit you get where he, a guy like Dennis Leary <laughs> walks in and he can't fucking handle it. Uh, what's next, Matt? Bombs. So this is uh, uh yay. We were oh, yeah. <laughs> mentioning this earlier. I think we I think we only have two examples. Uh, uh, but this would happen all the time where it's the only show, and you hear there Dennis Leary say like I'm gonna have Colin cut stuff out. 
They didn't really. Do, they didn't really do that. They didn't really no, cut stuff out. I was gonna say, do you have the Norton? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's the best story so, ever. <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh yeah, I guess I'll premise, preface, oh, preface it with yeah. that. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> one. So Sent before them. Norton does this joke, uh, you know they write a lot for this show. They have to submit it. So they? so Norton wrote the joke, and Colin looks at it and goes, uh, "Yeah, that's fine," and, and let him do it on the show just for this payoff. Here. <laughs> so let's hear that. <laughs> There's a bunch of uh, people suing, or a couple people actually suing Grand Theft Auto, <clears throat> the makers of Grand Theft Auto, because a couple of uh, teenagers reenacted what they saw in the game, right. and went out and shot people, and now their families are suing Grand Theft Auto. And this has nothing to do with bad parenting. I mean, uh, it could happen to any of us, because I remember when I was a teenager, I was arrested for painting my face yellow and running around yelling, waka waka, after playing Pac Man. <laughs> Shh, nobody say anything. <laughs> Audience, please. Uh, it, got, it got a little chuckle, please. and that will look much better when it's finally Audience, added. please, let's give him an honest appraisal. <laughs> that joke stunk. You're right, it did stink. I apologize to the audience. And to you at home, this will probably never make the air, but if it does, I'm sorry. That joke was awful. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm not smooth enough to shove food to my fat face and bang my tail the table. <laughs> so, edit all the elements. A... Uh, Colin let him do that joke knowing it would bomb. Yeah. Just, just so he could do that. Let him sit in it. That's great. And, but also, like, the cool thing and the reason I included the end of that is that, uh, oh. like, Norton goes right back at him, where it's usually like the host would be the alpha. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Norton calls him out for sho- shoving chips into his dumb fucking yep. face. I the, forgot about this next this one. Is this one. is my favorite clip, maybe, yeah. in the show. Sticking stick with the Norton one for a second. Yeah, he, yeah. I remember on ONA, he told the story later on. He's like, so Colin. He's like, I submitted that joke. Colin looked at it, said it was fine, knowing it was going to bomb, mm-hmm. and made me sit in it <laughs> while yeah. I was there. He's like, just, he's like, that, he's like, shit like that would never fly on TV. Any now. other, any other talk <laughs> yeah. show or, yeah. He's like, no, we, we take the bad jokes out. <laughs> and like, just, just for a point of reference, when Norton says shoving chips into his face, <laughs> they did, um, uh, uh, <laughs> So they did a thing where, like, all of a sudden, like, they would kind of eat on the show. Yeah. Like, that just became an element of the show. Like, they would have, like, chips in the middle of the table or whatever. Yeah, like, nuts and stuff. And uh, DePaulo goes, uh, so they've been doing some uh, group testing, huh? <laughs> and he called, like, DePaulo just called him out for do- obviously doing something Comedy Central told him to do. <laughs> and again, no show. Like, they would just ignore that. They would pretend it's like, oh, this is what we do here. But DePaulo, like, calls it out the, media, so the second it's introduced. Great. Um, so let's hear. We got another bomb here. I don't <laughs> yes, know. We do. I forget this what this one, one is. This is the bomb, uh, John Herrera. Yeah. Oh, and then Herrera. also. Oh, the, yes. It's a. Yes. And then Patrice. Uh, yes. This uh, genius of Patrice yeah. reacts the, to it. This is the worst. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I imagine Taxi and Friends are very popular in Palestine. Before, <laughs> hey, Mom, before I strap one of these bonds, before I strap one of these bombs, can I watch Taxi one more time? <laughs> You know, actually, it, <laughs> I don't write my own stuff. <laughs> well, if, if you watch, first of all, I mean, if you watch Friends, you realize that uh, that Rachel's not really the, the peacemaker. Ah, Good boy, point. Boy. Holy Christ, I never thought I could top your bomb with a word. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to bet. I'm going to strap one of your jokes to myself. And run that that right there, that's still at the end is my favorite. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> She's so happy with himself. That's and great. that's and that's where like shows don't get. And there are a few guys oh. obviously throughout time that have gotten it. Like Larry, Larry oh. David uh, on Seinfeld. It got you'll notice in a couple episodes around like season three or something. It got oh. to a point where Kramer would slide in the room and get a standing ovation. Like the crowd would go nuts, and Larry 
Larry David put the kibosh on that. He's like, no, it's going to be real. Like, we, we, th- that's not what we do here. Uh, like, we laugh at jokes. We let jokes bomb, whatever. And Colin did that oh. to a degree. I don't know. The only comparison would be Lucky Louie, Louis Shaw on uh, HBO, yeah. where they let jokes bomb on that. Yep. Like, it was in front of a live studio audience, and jokes would bomb, and they wouldn't <laughs> cut it out. They wouldn't reshoot it or Cause, anything. Because you... Guys like that understand that like that's just as funny as a joke hitting. Yeah, and if you edit it out, <laughs> yeah. then you don't have Patrice's line. Exactly. I'm going to strap one of your jokes to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> and run through Palestine. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so that's just the, the realness oh. of what this show was Fuck. that they, you know, they they d- didn't, they did something no one else did. And it's amazing that didn't get more oh. respect. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about influences and like people that's influenced, it's every podcast. <laughs> you Us. know, every, we are literally the biggest ripoff of the show. Every oh, very good show. every podcast is uh, trying to emulate what Tough Crowd did in some in some respect. Um, oh, and man. I don't mean every pod. I mean every podcast where comedians are sitting around shooting the shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. From Legion of Skanks that like doesn't cover news to shows that are more like. Uh, more re- topical and real, and you know, like try to get into that sort of shit. Um, so, what do uh, what do we got next, man? Dat fan. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a classic one, and again, the audio quality is not great. I wish, I wish it was better. This is but, a, uh, a classic example of people not knowing what they're walking into. Yeah, this is exactly. It's, it's almost the opposite. It's the opposite end of the spectrum. It's the same thing as what Dennis Leary did, but it's a different end of the spectrum. Yeah, where Dat fan is not famous. He just won last comic standing. Um, like the un- week before. Yeah. When <laughs> it meant Unrightfully yeah. so. It was the season one of last comic standing. Yeah. yeah it was when and it a, lot, a lot of people watched back then. Um, and he was on with Rich Voss, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, shame on you for not remembering Dat Fan. But he was, <laughs> it was very stereotypical Asian humor yep. where he would get a laugh because he'd do an Asian accent and be like, yeah. this is how my mom talked. This is how my grandmother talked. Whatever. Um, <laughs> And it was a lot of that stuff, and he tries to pepper it in here. And uh, so it's kind of like when you hear a guy on a show like start doing his act, and yeah. Voss and yep. Patrice uh, call him out on it. And uh, again, Death Fan doesn't really have a lot to, <laughs> to come to back offer. with. Patrice is none too pleased. And it's not, this is, this is where you kind of feel bad for Death Fan because it's not his fault. Right. Yeah. Like right. he just shouldn't have been in this spot. Yeah. He probably thought it was like a late night talk show. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's Margaret Cho with smaller balls. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's hear uh, Voss and Patrice with that. I, I think he's just moved by trying to move the war around. He's like, okay, we're just going to move it over to Iraq now. I mean, that doesn't do anything. I mean, it's like in Vietnam. It's like, what if they go like, okay, the war is getting too crazy here. We're going to move it over to Cambodia. Yeah. What now? That worked out well. What would what, what would uh, right? what would your mother say about this? <laughs> <laughs> The brilliance of that is a couple things. It's A, obviously just calling him like doing his bit, but also like the route he took to get to Vietnam, like to compare Iraq to Vietnam. Well, it's kind of like Vietnam. It's like, is it that? Or do you just want to do that fucking accent? <laughs> Look at that still shot. I... I, I, I Shut I asked up, him to Dad. go. I asked to go back a little bit because we interrupted Patrice. <laughs> I just want to hear him yeah, yell bring at back him. A little. I just but it's also hear him like yell at him. him yelling is you can hear in his voice a little bit. It's where it's like this environment was brutal, but also like you can get, you can kind of hear Patrice like having fun with it. Oh no! Like, yeah. Hell yeah! You know Patrice what I mean? Is having fun. That yeah. fan is not. No, and he's realizing. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! I've I heard about this here. guy. Yeah. I yeah. shouldn't be on this couch right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
understand no. it? Shut up, Dad. We're doing pot pots, yeah. moving the wall. Right? Mr. Pot, is your mama, mama from last like, comic standing? Can he do the rest of the show hiding behind the tree? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's racist in the tunnel. That's a great line. Now, that was the guy that lost. Smacking, yeah, smacking around the guy that won. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. So there's resentment for a guy like oh, Deathman. Because yeah. guys like Voss, who were legitimate comedians that have been around forever, uh, were on that show. Ralphie May finished second that year. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. So, like, a lot of legitimate comedians were on there. And in the eyes of comedians, and I would, you know, any uh, audience that looked at it with scrutiny would say that Dat won because it was not like. It fit a criteria. Family friendly. It was family friendly. It was uh, diverse and it was uh, palatable for an NBC audience. So they kind of wanted Dat to win as opposed to Ralphie May, Mm -hmm. who's a loud guy talking about Native Americans and shit. (laughs) You said it's it's an act, not a personality. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) What's the best way to describe a loud guy talks about Native Americans? Uh, It really is. That's he's funny. fat and talks, screams about Native Americans. <laughs> a very funny description. Oh. Um, so yeah, like they, it, Dad Finn was the kind of guy they wanted to win a show like Last yeah. Comic Standing, and so Voss, particularly who was on it, but other comedians too, like that didn't make it or whatever, have resentment for that type of guy. Yeah, it's similar to what we talked about with Dane Cook, where mm-hmm. it's like not necessarily Dad's fault. Like he he didn't make them let him win you know he won the contest it's not his fault but comedians are like well fuck this guy because he does he got something they feel he doesn't deserve yeah well who was complaining about this was it asians or other people i what have do you think no idea the, 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 people, the people that paid him come on he knew he needed one now, go ahead <laughs> here's the deal I, I spent an hour and a half afterwards signing autographs and 90 percent asian students yeah. We're, so, we're, we're in line, so... And don't you think ethnic, if, if an accent is, isn't comedy about hiking... Pause it for a second. Or, uh, whatever. You know Colin set them on the same couch together on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this topic has to be on purpose. What are the odds? They're talking about accents when Dead Fan is on. <laughs> All the accents or differences, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the culture that I grew up in. My family has accents. Yeah. You know, I mean, if black comics make fun of, you know, their own culture or race, They don't whatever. make fun of all culture, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you see, like, Rich Voss, you do some Jewish jokes, right? I do maybe one. I, I usually talk about my life, uh... You know, I talk about my Vietnamese uh, mother a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, the thing is, so and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, this guy, he's crazy. You know, like, I mean, I mean we're just, this is what we do. You right. know what I mean? We're basing it on the air. I mean, the stereotypes are part of the Get ahead, fellas. <laughs> I'm just saying, I read that article that complained about him. The thing that pissed me off is they referred to him in the article as a comic. Uh, uh, and I was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. If you're gonna now, laugh, do it away from the mic, please. It's 5:14, and that fan got one more minute left on his fame. So I think that he should. Oh, man. Uh, what would just have like Vietnamese coaches? That's right in the middle, and we just like dig tunnels across the field underneath, and it would uh, we steal the playbook. Yeah? We got the book right here. We have the book for you. All right, black, white. Here we go. First of all, just get us some. Dad, now listen to me. First of all, is he plugged up? Does he have a, a microchip that says do a, a damn goofy Vietnamese voice? In five minutes? <laughs> You don't understand. You know, that fan in Vietnamese, that means not funny. Oh. <laughs> Who's that guy? Tom Brady. <laughs> it's, and then we oh, never man. heard from that fan again. No. I don't think so. Like, what's legitimately, he, what's I, he doing now? I have no idea what that fan is doing.
an impression of his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe on the Patreon someday we'll do a Dat Fan episode. (laughs) We'll find out what he's been up to. Uh, But yeah, no, literally Dat Fan was never heard from again. And, you know, like, a lot of people on that show, even in seasons after, like, um, I mean, Amy Schumer came from Last Comic Standing, Gary Gullman, uh, Todd Glass. uh, A lot of people came from Last Comic Standing and did very well on there. That fan won. You never heard from him again. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of people say it's because this this beating he took, like, really exposed him as not a comic. Or, to be fair, too young. He's also young here. Like, he just should never have been in this position. But uh, what's next? Um, You got a... The N-word we're calling the... So this is an example. Oddly enough, it's amazing, like, two outspoken black men are giving, are able to give their legitimate opinion here, and yet this is why I believe, I thought this was the perfect example of why network, the uh, Comedy Central and other networks since then have been terrified to do anything with this show Um, because it was so honest and, uh, you know, just think, like, Think about where we are now in history and what they're talking about then. It's it holds it holds up on so many levels. So many things about this show hold up because, like I said, if you take away the fact that they're talking about the Iraq War and Bush versus Kerry and shit like that, other than that, a lot of the topics hold. Like they're talking about political correctness yep. and censorship and the things that are going on today still. Um, yeah. Government interference comes out, like just shit like that that we are talking about to death today. Uh, they were doing twenty years ago, but this is uh, Patrice and Kevin Hart on uh, Tough Crowd. Kevin Hart looks like two feet taller than he is now. I don't they, know what uh, it is so about clip. Or. Kevin, Kevin Hart was on a few times, and um, they had in one episode, Patrice and Kevin Hart were sitting next to each other, and Norton and Lenny Clark were sitting next to each other. <laughs> and Norton's also a pretty little guy. Yeah. And they, I forget what Colin said. And uh, Jim Norton said, I just don't like that Colin paired us like two father-son teams. <laughs> 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 so uh, let's hear from this uh, discussion about someone using the N-word. The athletic director at a Philly high school, Philly, again, oh, always had to resign because <laughs> you used the word nigger in front of the school's mostly black, mostly black, mostly black football team. Then he, then he used it again when he was apologizing for saying it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> then last week, uh, black cartoonist Aaron Magruder's Boondocks comic strip featured black contestants on a reality show saying, quote, can a nigger get a job? Yeah, say Say it again. Listen, my point is this about us. Because you're trying to read it and get away with it. And he's saying it with passion. Every yeah. time he said nigga. nigga. He don't and say nigga. He said nigga. Colin, we're not going to fall for it. Colin says nigga on a consistent basis, man. Listen to me. First of all, my only complaint is living in a country where there's one word that 10% of the population can sell in records, use everywhere. People want to buy the records. They can't even name the thing they want to buy. When, when do you it? say it? When you call me on the phone, listen, Kevin, you nigger. You, <laughs> <laughs> you call me on the phone. <laughs> That's maybe the funniest I've ever heard Kevin Hart, by the way. <laughs> um, so the reason that stood out to me so much is, A, uh, I mean, even in this room, you heard Craig clutches <clears throat> pearls when Colin says the N-word. Um, but I think most people, that would be, especially like our generation, if you hear that, your takeaway would be, oh my God, the white a white guy said the N-word in front of two black guys. Your takeaway, and, th- and that's a reason that it would get pulled from TV now. Colin yeah. Quinn would be a pariah socially. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to play the clip is that it's probably the most honest discussion I've ever heard on television. Like the fact that that was on TV on Comedy Central it was a real discussion where uh, the two black guys in the room called out Colin, disagreed with him, and it's literally like now we're in a place where we say we want this like open dialogue. You had it, liars. You had it. Com- <laughs> you had it completely. And oddly enough, in the way that you would want to frame it, where two 
opinionated black guys are calling him out and saying you shouldn't be saying it. You know what I mean? Like it's being called out right in front of you, and that would be looked at like, oh my god, we need to get Colin off the air. When yeah. in reality, he's the one like orchestrating the entire discussion. Mm. <laughs> um, so I thought that was a like a, an, a perfect example of uh, a what tough crowd represented as far as like real discussion, and b what it represented as far as like the networks being petrified of a show like that, and why. Despite I've heard that tough crowd got like pretty decent ratings, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And it was kind of like it was right after the Daily Show when the Daily Show started to really pick up steam. Yeah, when, like when John Stewart started and everything. Um, so it had a great time slot, and I do believe it was popular. But <laughs> after two years, obviously, it got canceled. And I think discussions like we just heard, a large part why. Yeah. Um, what's next? Uh, Colin talking about comedic integrity. Oh yeah. So this <laughs> is this is joke this, stealing. This kind of go- no. This kind of goes <laughs> to what. Uh, we were talking about I, this is from the finale, right? Yes. This is, this is from the last episode. <laughs> yep. I, um, that's the uh, next four clips. I have three, and then I have the end. All from the finale. Yeah. So yeah. So now we're at uh, November, right after the election in two thousand four. Um, they left tough crowd on for the election, and then made the transition, and uh, got rid of it in large part. And Colin will bring it up uh, for reasons I was just talking about. And uh, this is kind of him capturing. Uh, I guess what I was just rambling about. Mm. Finally, to the panel of regulars, the awful people that are on today, Richard Pryor was the greatest because of comedic integrity. So I'll explain to alleged comedic experts in the industry what comedic integrity is once. The ability to critique all the hypocrisies in society, yes, but also to be real enough to see that you're as guilty as everybody else in the game. Think about that. I'm not going to say it again. Now, excuse me. While I go talk to what the New York Times called those mean-spirited, sometimes racist, sometimes sexist, sometimes ignorant, sounds like every human being I've ever met who's honest with themselves. Yes, these dummies who had the balls to reveal all of their ugliness and their humanity for the sake of honesty and comedy. Let's start the show. So again, doing something like no one was would do on TV, mm. really. The finale of Tough Crowd is uh, Colin and the regulars uh, sitting around just talking about why the show didn't work, why it didn't last longer. Like, Colin legitimately saying, like, I, I thought this show was going to be on for 30 years. And they talk about uh, different things that the industry did and didn't like about it, what worked, uh, what they think was phony, uh, the reasons it got canceled, and, like, how often do you see, you know, if Colbert goes off the air tomorrow, do you think he's going to talk about people mocking him dancing with sh- syringes and shit like that? <laughs> like, no talk show does that ever. I can't think of another one, really. Uh, you know what, maybe, like, Bill Maher. Would do it, someone yeah. like that. Yeah, he's yeah. growing on me. Yeah. I, I, I've always liked Bill Maher. He's always had people he's, on he disagrees he's, with. He's a pretty everything. honest guy. Yeah, he's, he's willing to have honest. disagreements. Yeah, I, I, I've always appreciated. So that. that would be an example, and that another, <clears throat> you know, um, tough crowd. Actually, I was about to say he was probably influenced by this show. Tough crowd was yeah. actually influenced by politically incorrect politically Bill incorrect. Maher's original show. Right. Uh, so shout out to Bill Maher for doing yeah. that. Um, uh, and so this is another clip from the finale, and this is uh. Is this the poll question? I think is the why the show failed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think Colin gives them options, and yeah. uh, the, I believe the answer is all of the above. Where Colin pretty much nails uh, why yeah. the show didn't work. Let's start with some questions. I don't know where these came from. Do you think the media didn't review us most because a we made them feel ignorant because they couldn't categorize us? B they only like edgy comedy when it matches their ideology, or C we were too testosterone driven and it irked them. 
Because they got beat up in high school. Or D, they was watching Leno and didn't know we was on. (laughs) (laughs) E, because they didn't know if they could unlike you or not because they didn't understand a word you said. (laughs) (laughs) So again, first of all, Colin's right. But then to be like, shut the fuck up, Colin. (laughs) No, Leno was on against you. (laughs) So yeah, it's just such an honest show. Such uh, one that I wanted to pay tribute to so much. Like I really genuinely, now, and I, been saying this kind of the whole episode, but like you can go back and watch tough crowd clips, and uh, it holds up. Like oh, even yeah. this, even when they're talking about Kurt, this show would have benefited so much from DVR. Oh yeah. Oh for yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh. But again, I don't okay. think it was about the ratings. Yeah. I don't think it was about ratings. Oh no. I really think it was because like the networks didn't like that they would say racially charged shit a lot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Colin um, just said like, you know edgy comedy that doesn't match their ideology. Yep. Exactly. And yeah. and that is a timeless statement right there. And the yeah, case of what year is this yep. and what year we're in now. Well and think of every panel show and Patrice fucking as always hits the nail right on the head where he says they're going to redo this show with uh you know four fucking liberals that all agree yeah. with each other and you know mildly mock each other and you'll go oh my god they made you know they made fun of his shirt or something um but these guys were doing it for real which is a lot yeah. uh, a lot different i have the uh the one to talk about it can't be copied yeah let's hear that i believe it. patrice talks about that do you think this show will have offshoots now like are we kind of like the african bambata of honest self-appraisal and full disclosure <laughs> no. on tv i didn't hear the beginning of the question i'm sorry i was I know, once you heard Africa Bambada, you were fuming. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> this show can't be done. I'm going to explain. They'll try it. They Go do ahead. try it. They try a couple times with cross balls and some other goofy nonsense. But because we all know each other and this is real they're going to try to put some goofy idiots from LA together to go oh your head is big and people are going to go pooey they know it's real the people know it's real we know each other and literally I can't think of a, a specific example of a show that did this but this is the type of shit Hollywood does in general oh, yeah. where they'll see something like Tough Crowd work but be afraid of it so they'll literally parody, parody it to the point where they're like, okay, we need a Patrice type. And they'll literally get a big, loud black guy, but who's saying nothing. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's loud, and so that almost tricks you into thinking he's opinionated and edgy, <laughs> but he's not Patrice. So right. they, they get a, it's safer. You know what I mean? They're not as scared. Yeah. Um, what else do we have, Matt? Uh, this is the end now, the credits, the, the final good. statement from Colin. Oh, okay. Episode. Well, we'll play that. We'll end with that. But okay. uh, uh, do you guys have anything else we want to get to with Tough Crowd before we get out of here? I have the reunion. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, so uh, this. By the way, so what? I've been to I've been to Skankfest four times. There have been uh, two signature events at Skankfest, <laughs> where uh, um, one would be Louis showed up like right after the controversy. The first thing Louis did publicly was show up at Skankfest, and the crowd went nuts. Uh, the other would be the Tough Crowd reunion. And uh, uh, I was in the building for both, there for neither. I was in oh. I was in the wrong room at both times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, Luis J. Gomez went to Colin Quinn, said I want to get the tough crowd gang together. Um, and they did it at Skankfest. And this is them, like, talking about it, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and it's also, I think, them talking about why. So in the years since Tough Crowd, and now we're almost at 20 years uh, since Tough yeah. Crowd started. Um, in the years since then, everyone goes to Colin Quinn and says, you know, why don't you do the show on HBO? HBO would have you. Why not do it on now? You got Netflix. You got all these streaming services. Why not do it? Um, so this is basically Colin's answer to that as well. <laughs> the reunion was fun though. Like the one, the one time we the did it, it felt really reunion. good. Yeah, man, that was really fun to do. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. 
you ever think you're doing it on Netflix or? And Jimmy, <laughs> question ever come people? up? <laughs> how many people on Twitter now just say that? Just to, I feel like they're just doing it to annoy me. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when people do seriously bring it up to me, like some people still do, like you got to bring that show back. It's like I'll say it one more time. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't have the power to bring... Go to HBO. Shut your fucking mouth. I did text Colin after and say that we should do a few live shows because that was really good and it was fun. It was a really easy yeah, time. Yeah, why'd you choose to take that off the air? <laughs> Sam. So fucking there's a, Sam. a couple things there. Um, one, I would say... Uh, yeah, obviously Colin doesn't have the power. He didn't. He didn't just take it off the air one day. I think he wanted to keep doing Tough Crowd. However, uh, there have been a couple options where Colin could have done Tough Crowd and has chosen not to. A uh, Anthony offered him, uh, yeah, and Anthony Cumia right. said he could bring just do Tough Crowd on uh, Compound Media. Um, my opinion on that, and Colin's obviously never said this. My opinion would be, I think there's something to doing it on Comedy Central or a network, whatever, because. I think if they're not going again, if they're on compound media, it's just a show that's, you know, saying kind of the same shit that Anthony said earlier that day. You know what well, I mean? On I some level. Well, maybe not, a little bit less. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe not quite as angry. A little more tame. Well, DePaulo would be saying the same shit. Yeah, it, would well. sound like, it would sound like a Colin Quinn uh, monologue from a few minutes ago. But my, my, yeah, I guess my, mm -hmm. my point is uh, on compound media, they're not like the edgy show. You know what I mean? Where I think right. there's something to doing it on Comedy Central where they're pushing back against the media that they're up against. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Well, you think with Comedy Central plummeting right now, they have, what, one show? South Park or whatever the fuck? Yeah. I don't yeah. even, they don't even have South that. Park. South Park and The Daily Show. Yeah, they have South Park. And Tosh, Do they? is Tosh still on, maybe? No, that got canceled a while ago, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I think he just stopped doing it. Or he stopped yeah. doing it? They would be stupid not to reach out to him and try to. You mean Web Junk 3.0? Yeah. Well, they would, but they'll never, they'll never reach out to Colin because that doesn't fit. Look at what the Daily Show has become, where John Stewart was clearly liberal, but would talk about news stories with a comedic, like he'd make fun of, he'd make fun of everyone, and he was probably a lot harsher to Republicans and everything, but he'd make fun of everybody. Now it is just like. Uh, liberal propaganda, Us left wing talking points with, now, with, oh, no, yeah. with no jokes, like None. with the jokes eliminated. Yep. They don't. Want, they would rather wherever we've gotten in the world, uh, you know, whether it, from Amazon Prime all the way to NBC, uh, for whatever reason, it's more important to have like the right ideas, the right, yeah. you know, uh, po thoughts on policies than to be ones. than to be entertaining. Yeah. And they would rather lose money than than have shows that would be successful if they're uh, over the line, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, so it's sad. We'll never. But also, like, they could have done a tough crowd podcast. I know Colin Quinn hates podcast. They could have done something on YouTube. Norton's right. They could have done just like a tour where they kind of do yeah. that shit. Um, but I think there's something about uh, Colin, and I've noticed this with a lot of very like creative people. Where, well, that's done. He's just moved on to other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like I. I I also, not to interrupt you, I, I think Opie and Anthony kind of picked up the ball because after the Tough Crowd era is when that show started to become... Well, literally, the, it started... The, the, the table. Um, you know? Tough Crowd was canceled in November of 04. Yeah. ONA started in October of 04, uh, back on Sirius. Back on Sirius, yeah. So literally... Uh, Jim Norton jet skiing two coattails, as he said before, <laughs> <laughs> jumping from one to the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Th and that's you're right. Where like they kind of they'd have all the same guys in. 
Yeah, it's all you know, it's, it's but, the same guys. For the most part, like Geraldo and Keith weren't on as much, but like but they were Patrice Norton, DePaulo, uh, you know, Louie, Burr, obviously Colin, yeah. Bobby, Voss. Those guys would be on all every the time, and it would be the good. same. <laughs> it wasn't as uh, news driven. Yeah. I feel like every time Geraldo was on O and A, though, he was fucked up. I mean, I think well, by the end, that's. I feel like every time, <laughs> every time Geraldo, he went anywhere. <laughs> I feel like every time Geraldo was awake for a while, he was fucked yeah. up. <laughs> we'll talk about. We'll do an episode about Geraldo oh, yeah. at some point too, definitely, because uh, that's a sad story. Like, yeah. He was one of my favorites. When oh, I was he's oh, one of the great, greatest ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that O and A really did pick up the ball. We'll do an O and A episode too, so we'll talk oh, about all yeah. this at some point. Um, so make sure you stay with us here on uh, Why You Laughing. If you want these episodes a week early, if you like what we're doing. Um, go to patreon.com slash blind Mike. Get the episodes a week early if you like what we're doing. But don't feel like subscribing. You don't want to waste your money. I understand. But support the show for free. Like, uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes. Give a five-star review. Follow on Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, wherever you're listening to this right now. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like all our videos. That helps for some reason. Uh, do whatever every other channel tells you to do with the yeah. algorithms. Just do that for us. Because uh, I think I, I like what we're doing here. I, I've enjoyed uh, all yeah. these episodes that we've done. People seem to be enjoying it, so uh, help out the show if you'd be so kind, and uh, make sure you listen to a very good show. If you like a uh, a nice tough crowd ripoff, listen yes. to a very good show. Yeah, tough crowd without all, without all the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> go listen to a very With good people show. People who are even less famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, of course, we record these episodes at Vaulted Podcasts here in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, so if you want to record something, whether it's a podcast, a music video, film, whatever. Uh, whatever you got going on, hit up Matt from RI on Twitter, uh, Vaulted Podcasts, RI.com. Uh, here in Pawtucket, if you're in the area, I recommend it. Uh, Matt does a good job uh, helping you out. So uh, come on down to Pawtucket, and then uh, that's pretty much it. Buy some merch, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on Why You Laughing. Well, folks, that's it. Now, as you know, I'm going to say a few words. Uh, I guess it is kind of the end, but... Uh, you know, maybe it's not the end. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it is. Maybe I'll die peacefully in my sleep. Or maybe I'll, people will think I died peacefully in my sleep, but it, they won't realize Freddy Krueger killed me in one of my dreams. That fought being peaceful it was the most savage and brutal of all murders. Well, probably you'll see me as a guest on some sitcom playing a plumber who has Tourette's syndrome or something that networks find funny and, you know, you'll try not to notice the sad resignation in my eyes. You'll probably forgive me and say, hey, the guy needs money. What's he supposed to do? And then a few months later, you'll read the paper, former TV host found dead at 29 Palms Motel 6 or 6 Palms Motel 29. It won't matter. You'll say, hey, I wonder what the story was there. But you'll never find out because I'm not even worthy of a TV movie. Let's face it. My publicist does a good job. Maybe they'll include me in those stories about the curse of SNL or something like that. Now, I'm really not going to go out like this. You understand that, right? That I'm really angry and I'm now issuing a fatwa against the media, that's an Islamic death warrant. Nobody crosses me like this and gets away with it. It was a strategic error on the part of the industry. And now, unfortunately, they're gonna pay because as they know, every reaction and action has a reaction. There's cause and effect. Do you honestly think people can treat me like this, okay? Yeah, that's right, folks. You made a mistake this time. This time you screwed up because I don't like to be toyed with. Well, I mean, uh, crowd left, huh? Shut up, stupid. This is really like the end of Friends, you know? You ever see the end of Friends? It's just the room 
where all the friends were, and you go, wow, it's empty without Joey and his crazy, dumb remarks, without Ross and Rachel and their... <laughs> I'm still not sure about their relationship. I never really understood what they were about, and I didn't really care. I really didn't watch Friends, except the, I watched the end episode for some reason. 